competition. We play the game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. On SEM! Kids Edition! With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. My name's Max Becker. It's been a huge weekend in football. The Port Adelaide Power with 10 straight wins on the board in Thursday night footy. A huge win over the Cats at the Adelaide Oval. The Richmond Tigers get the job done in wet and sloppy conditions at the MCG on a Saturday night and fought it out against a high-flying Saints side who were unable to get the job done on Cochin's 300th game. He kicked two goals and had 25-plus disposals. The superstar, Trent Cochin. Brisbane slowly worked their way through the game on Friday night into an outstanding win against the Sydney Swans. Joining me on this beautiful Sunday morning is Western Bulldogs AFLW superstar, Ali Blackburn. Ali, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Max, and good morning, everyone out there. It is a lovely Sunday morning indeed, and you can give us a call on one 736 736 and have a chat to us today. So if any kids out there, you're on your way to junior footy or any junior sports this morning, you can give us a call on one 736 736 or on the text on 04. Double three ninety eight eleven sixteen, and you can have a chat to us about what you've had for brekkie this morning, any junior footy that's happening, how many goals you've kicked this season, who your favourite player is in the AFL or AFLW, or if you're looking forward to one of today's games, you can give us your predictions, Max. Yeah, absolutely. So kids out there, if you want to win a signed steel side bottom footy or Dan Butler footy, he kicked three goals last night, Dan Butler. He was very good for the Saints or the 300-gamer steel side bottom. Give us a call, 1-300-736-736. What gets you pumped up in the, in the morning and ready to go for a big Sunday afternoon? If you're going to the footy to watch the Western Bulldogs, it's going to be a great game this hour, Ali. You're going to that one? Yeah, I'll be at that game, so I'm looking forward to that one later this afternoon at Marvel Stadium. So be a good game against North Melbourne. Uh, fingers crossed uh, for the doggies, we can we can have a win. Um, so I'm looking forward to that game, Max, along with the Carlton Suns one, which we'll have a look at later on. Yeah, absolutely. Ali, 11 straight wins for the Port Adelaide Power at the moment. And they got the job done against Geelong by 38 points. Dan Houston had 31 touches as well as Ollie Wines, who had 28 disposals. Jeremy Finlayson, though, he struck some incredible form over the last month or so of footy with four goals. And Gary Rowan had three of his own. But the Cats came out of the blocks in the first quarter. But after that... It was all Butters and Sam Powell Pepper who were oozing oh. class as a power surge home. Yeah, it was a, another big win for Port Adelaide. And, I mean, what an incredible performance it has been by them. 11 wins in a row now. And it's just, it's so impressive to watch what they've been able to produce. I mean, they're, they're, they're the most probably informed team at the moment. They're mm. consistently playing some really good footy. Obviously, Finlayson kicking the four goals. Narkel coming into and, and kicking a couple of goals too as well. Which against is, his old side. Against his former side too, Max, which was really Im- impressive by him. But, geez, Sam Powell Pepper. They were some goals that <laughs> he was able to produce. Uh, and just it, really impressive stuff. I mean, tight from the boundary, that's a, that's a goal of the year contender. So I have no doubt any kids that were out there watching that game uh, they definitely would have had a look at that and been like, I'm going to give that goal a, a red hot crack go on the weekend. And, and have a crack at that before their games or after their games or during their games even, Max. So <laughs> I hope to see plenty of that uh, from the kids. But 
I mean, what a, a another powerful performance from Port Power. Brisbane and Sydney. Now, Brisbane slowly worked their way into this one after trailing by 12 points at quarter time with Lockie Neal with 29 disposals. Not a high-scoring affair, but the Lions got the job done and Eric Hipwood had two goals of his own. Yeah, and was a bit neck-and-neck neck there for a period of time. And, and obviously, Brisbane were able to get away with a 16-point win in the end. It was a, another tight contest between those two teams. And, I mean, they're... They're sort of in a, a similar – well, I mean, Brisbane are, are in a bit more form than what Sydney have been, and, and Sydney are sort of struggling to to get a good win on the board, and, and this was a great opportunity for them, but couldn't quite produce it. But Brisbane at home, a great, great performance by them, and, and yeah, just, you know, steadily nice into sort of the next back end of the season, Max. Well, really, they're, Brisbane's inaccuracy in front of goal. I yeah. believe they had four goals, 10 or four yeah. goals, 14 or something like that at one stage uh, in the game really um, slowed them down or stopped them from being able to produce a, a more comfortable margin victory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to finish the game with 13-19, the 19 behind is, uh, you know, pretty damaging. And, and that that can come towards and haunt you towards the end of the game, having that many behinds. We've seen it time and time again where teams have kicked themselves out of the game, but they gave themselves plenty of opportunity going inside 50 and, you know, plenty of chances to... To have a shot on goal, they had the 66 inside 50s. So to have 35 shots from that amount is a, a pretty impressive margin. Yeah, absolutely, Ali. We've got a caller on the line. We've got Jack who wants to talk about his junior game today. Jack, good morning. Thanks for joining us on the Kids Edition. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Have you got a game today? Yes. Yes, that's awesome. Who do you play for? Uh, Richmond Junior Football Club. Oh, Richmond Junior Football Club. What time's your game at? Uh, I don't know. Oh, what have you had for brekkie to pump you up to get you ready to go? Uh, butter toast. Ooh, butter toast. Beautiful. Wonderful. And what position do you play, Jack? Uh, forward and mid. Forward and mid. Do you like to kick goals uh, or get centre clearances? Yes. Yeah. And also, I went to the MCJ last night to watch Richmond play. Oh, did you? So you're obviously a Richmond supporter? Yeah. Oh, what did you like most about that win last night? Uh, mo- mostly getting seeing Koch play and getting Koch and Dusty's signature on cards. Wow, so, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's awesome. What was it like to meet your heroes? Yeah, great. Great, yeah, pretty absolutely. Cool. What did you think of Koch and his 300th game? He did well. Yeah, he did well. He did extremely well, didn't he? They were yeah. outstanding. What do you think of the wet weather? Do you reckon you go right out there um, in all the rain? Uh, yeah, I was out front seat. Oh, very good. And is, is Cochin and Martin your favourite players for the Tigers or do you have some other favourite players that you like to watch? Shay Bolton. Shay Bolton. Bat- yep. Any others? Uh, maybe Jack Ah, beautiful. Jack, thanks so much for joining us on the Kids Edition today. Um, If you hold on the line, we'll grab your details for a signed steel side bottom or Dan Butler footy. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Absolute legend. If you want to give us a call like Jack, and if you've got a junior game today or you've been to a game across this weekend, give us a call on 1300 736 736. Ali, GWS and Fremantle, it looked like a bottom team of the ladder 
versing a really informed top team of the ladder because GWS smoked them out of the park by 70 points. Jake Riccardi had five goals. Josh Kelly was extremely strong. And Fremantle's head coach, Justin Longmuir, describing the game as we got beaten up and ordinary. Yeah, I mean, nobody really saw that score line coming, did they, <laughs> at the end of the game? Or, you know, before the game started, uh, I, I, you know, I reckon the tips could have gone either way, and but picked a bit more closer at least. But not for the Giants to win by 70 points, Max. That's a huge win for them. Riccardi with the five goals. Green with the four goals. Just the the way he gets up and about and, and just manages the final scoreboard and influence and impact the game is so impressive. Kelly with a few goals himself as well. So it was a, a really dominant p- performance by the Giants. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, they'd be you know, really pleased about. I think they've got the bye as well next week, Max. So they'll be going into that just, you know, with a bit of confidence, able to, you know, when you go into a bye after a big <laughs> win like that, you, you sort of can actually relax and enjoy yourself a little bit more. So it uh, will be good for them and, and keep them in touch as well. So that's a, a really strong performance by the Giants. Richmond and St Kilda, a wet time game at the G's. The Tigers fought it out and hold on in Trent Cotchin's 300th game. Dusty and Tim Taranto, 38 and 35 disposals each. They were outstanding. Dan Butler had three goals and him and Jack Higgins, former Tigers, were getting booed by the crowd. (laughs) And Shea Bolton, all class as he usually is with three goals. It was a a very two different halves of football, wasn't it? The first half was... Really good. It was, like, really skillful. There was plenty of goals kicked. You know, teams were going back and forth. St Kilda got out to a really early lead and Richmond were able to crawl their way back mm-hmm. and, and get mm-hmm. to a strong lead going, um, you know, throughout that middle part of the game. And, and, and then the rain hit and, <laughs> and did it hit. It was um, an absolute downpour. And it just the conditions, it was just so slippery. Players were slipping over everywhere. It was hard to control the footy. And it just became a game between the two arcs but for quite a period of time. There was a bit of kicking back and forth and, and Richmond were able to hold on. St Kilda were pressing and, and coming hard. In moments in that final term, Max King had a couple of shots on goal. Higgins had a shot on goal and missed. Um, and then and then Richmond were able to, to find the scoreboard and, and kick a couple of late goals and end up winning comfortably by 20 points. But... Yeah, it was a it was a tight contest for most of that game and a great contest as well. Love some of the matchups that were happening around the ground, but very impressive for the Tigers to get a strong win in Trent Cotchin's 300th game. I mean, uh, a Brownlow medalist, a three-time premiership captain. He's had an incredible uh, career so far, and and what a player he's been for for the Richmond faithful. He's no doubt a Hall of Famer. There was questions yesterday and. Damien Hardwick was in the crowd, obviously, for Trent yeah. Cotchin's 300th. It was great to see um, when he came up on the screen at the ground that all the Tiger supporters got around him and there Loved were people it. rubbing his head and <laughs> and he and and Dimmer got around it too. He's given a couple of thanks and things yeah. like that um, through his expressions and gestures and things like that. It's been great to see. Does Damien Hardwick get any credit at all if the Tigers do make finals? Oh, too, it's a really tough one. Because th- they've got a new message, it seems like. And yeah. I think that was stated last week uh, in their win against Fremantle uh, by Captain McIntosh in a post-game. Yeah, I, I I think what McWalter's brought to the table has been really impressive for Tigers. I mean, they've had a couple of wins since he's been on board um, as, a, as a head coach for the time being. So I think it's really impressive what he's been able to do. Obviously, you know, Dimmer's did what he needed to do and, and sort of ran his path with... 
um, Tigers or with the with the with the club and with the team itself in terms of his coaching capacity there, and and he admitted that himself. So, I mean, for McWalter to come in and and do what he's done, I think he sort of. If he can get him to playing finals, I I think most of that probably sits with McWalter personally. Um, but I mean, nonetheless, they've probably worked hand in hand, and I think it would just be an extension of Dimmer's game plan. And and Richmond are playing the way they we've known them to play mm. anyway over the handful mm. of years with that with that running carry, um, with that handball receive off the halfback flank. Even when it was in trying conditions in the wet last night, when they got that game going, geez, it was really impressive to watch. And and they were able to sort of, you know, work their way closer to the half forward line despite the wet weather and 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 really show us what they're yeah. capable of doing. So yeah. it's a it's a tough one, Max. Where do you sit with it? Yeah, I think it was great. Obviously the free kick count wasn't going the way of the Tigers last night. There were some free kicks that were almost sent down from the heavens, um, for St Kilda, some um, ones that you probably just gasp or I was I was laughing at a couple of the free kicks that were given the Saints Wayne almost killed a supporter. Um I couldn't mm-hmm. believe um how the Saints didn't almost make the most of the opportunities that they were given um in the game, but that's a credit to Richmond um and the pressure uh they had applied throughout the entirety of the game. Ali, does Damien Hardwick coach next year? Oh, I I have no idea. <laughs> I don't I don't know to be honest. I mean, I can't answer that because it's a tough one. Like I mean, he he absolutely has the resume to do so, but whether or not he even wants to, or if there's an opportunity there for him to coach, um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> I'm not too sure to be honest, Max. Yeah, absolutely, Ali. We'll take a quick break here on the Kids Edition, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. We've got a very special guest in studio with us this morning. New North Melbourne AFLW recruit. She was picked 23 in the AFLW draft. Ali Ruby Tripodi. Ruby, it's great to have you here with us in studio on a Sunday morning. How are you? Oh, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, very happy to be here. That's all good. I want to ask you first off, how have you found like the level of training going from, I guess, a VFLW level um, with Williamstown stepping up a notch to AFLW and the training and elite there? Yeah, it's definitely a step up. Um, we're at the club at least four times a week for training at the moment. But I think um, I got very lucky in terms of how, I guess, the draft played out in terms of it was a couple of weeks into the VFL season which was about six or so weeks out from actual pre-season starting mm-hmm. for AFL. Mm-hmm. So I got to play a little bit of VFL with North's team and then got to do a bit of like skills and running in the lead up to pre-season. So I think kind of that transition into um, pre-season was really like fortunate and kind of allowed me to get into it all. So, yeah. How have you found your, I guess, first few weeks at the club? Like what was your first initial reactions or thoughts as you're walking through the doors um, at the Kangaroos? Oh, it's been surreal. Like, um, such a welcoming place. Like, everyone there has just been so genuine. Um, And I've been very fortunate that, like, they're really big on connection and relationships. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. yeah, the girls there are awesome. But honestly, like, yeah, I'm still pinching myself. Like, it's just been surreal. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously like a wonderful part coming into AFLW and I found personally across my time, it's, it is a really welcoming environment and it's great to be part of and that connection and community feel is sort of what makes AFLW what it is. Who are some of those players though who, who have taken you under their wing and, and been really supportive, whether it's sort of on the field and guiding you with, with the game style and plan that North would like to do and then sort of those off-field connections that are really, you know, pushing in, in that space? Um. Yeah, I'd say uh, Taylor Gatt's been probably a big one for me. She only came to the club last year, funnily yep. enough, but she was doing VFL um, for North, playing a few games um, just recently. So I got to do that with her and I guess she's kind of like shown me the ropes and yep. yeah, taken me under her wing and um, if there's extras to do, she's always one to be up for it if there's recovery, the little things. So I've been very lucky with her help, but... Yeah, I think um, it's kind of hard to also single out yeah. people that <laughs> have been um, so yeah welcoming and I think everyone in their own way kind of does it and like to see, I guess, the big names at the club have that same kind of genuine touch as like um, just like everyone, do you know what I mean? It's really, it's, it's across the club. Yeah, absolutely. And what's it like sort of being around, you've got some absolute superstars in your team and the likes of Emma Carney. Jasmine Garner, Jaden Bruton, Ash Riddell, obviously in there just to, to have a couple of names. But what's it like having those girls in the mix and, and training alongside them? Oh, yeah, unreal. Like, again, just guns. But I think um, something that I've really found is that they've got a very um, almost calming and, like, composed nature about them. Yeah. That there's just that, like, yeah, standard that that's expected. And um, I really rate that about them all because – they're almost like not over the top. They're not um, doing anything like necessarily crazy, but they're just there. They've got the standard, and I think um, yeah, it's just a really great, like great role models to feed off. Yeah, is there anything in particular that you've found a challenge in terms of physicality and out on the field and adapting to, I guess, the whole game style, like Ali mentioned before? Mm, yeah. Um, I'll be honest, like, I'm, I've been pretty tired. Pretty <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> yeah, sorry about. Um, like, that's been, yeah, a big step up, probably, like, the load and um, getting used to all that. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some pretty um, talented players and it's pretty quick. So having, I guess, um, to step up to that's been a, a bit of a challenge. But, um, yeah, with each week, like, you've got you've to be up for it, I guess. So, yeah. So training four days a week, I believe it is girls and obviously there's an increase in workload and intensity and how many reps or weights you do to try and meet that professional standard and level what's that been like coming into the club obviously coming from I guess the VFLW yeah it's very um I, I, I'm honestly so impressed with I think the program at North like it's very thought out um like I think they've got detail like every <laughs> single week like I'm sure it'd be similar at Bulldogs yeah. yeah it's just so well thought out that um yeah they've got honestly the whole preseason is just like in detail so I think um yeah there's been a lot of thought and a lot of um planning put into it so yeah to be fair they did have six months to sort of get it together <laughs> <laughs> and, and have a good plan in place so it's probably the most well structured I've seen a, a, a pre-season be and and I mean You've got a handful of, I guess, experience now. I mean, from that point of view, from, you know, coaching and planning side of things to make sure it's right. But tell us a bit about your journey 
coming into footy and and what was that like? What was that journey for you? What was that experience? What age did you start playing? Yeah, um, like I guess like so many girls, there wasn't really the opportunity when I was growing up um, where I was living for footy. Like yeah. I really wanted to play when I was younger, and both my brothers got the opportunity, but it was just that old story of yeah, you yeah. get to what the age of fourteen and you'd have to stop playing or you yeah playing with the boys growing up. So. I guess, yeah, I got the opportunity to play basketball, which I loved. Yep. Um, it was good. But um, when it came to the AFLW coming in, um, my brother's local team was <laughs> getting a women's side in. Great. And I was, I think, yeah, 17 at this point, And he was like, you have to come down. Like, you'll love it. Like, just go to some of, like, the trainings and everything. Like, it'll be great. And I'm so, I'm so grateful that he really got me to do that because That's I was so good. kind of in two minds. Yeah, I was like, look, like I'm um, still playing basketball. Footy's kind of going to be there. Didn't really ever think yeah. anything would eventuate from it. Um, but yeah, I just got very lucky that he pushed me um, to do it. And the people that have helped me along the way, I'm so grateful for. Like Williamstown Seawise, who was the local club, the coach there, Lawrence Henry, was so supportive the whole way through and then got an opportunity with the Western Jets and then Williamstown Football Club from there and yeah just the people and uh, all those kind of um, places have been so instrumental in like my journey to football. That's a, a great story to share I think it it sort of signifies sort of AFLW it, it's, it's normally someone else that kind of encourages you to play a lot of the time or you, you you've waited for the AFLW to happen and you can see that the team that you're locally playing for so I love that you've got a, a really supportive brother there to um, that has encouraged you to play the game and it's obviously great for North to now pick you up and, and have you um, on their team. So tell us about sort of sport younger. So what were some of the sports you played? You mentioned basketball in there. Was there anything else that you you did as a youngster? Yeah, basketball was definitely the main. Um, oh, did dance growing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. So, yeah, as a few people did. Um, don't know how I'd go now but um, <laughs> yeah that was something I did growing up but um yeah and then through school did like volleyball yeah. um kind of just any sport I could do like I just always loved it um but yeah. yeah to have the opportunity to actually play footy was yeah definitely I think a sport for me yeah that's great and do you have any pre-game superstitions or anything like that that we can keep an eye out for or anything that you do anyway yeah, oh, I'm not too big on superstitions, but I do fake tears. <laughs> <laughs> the change rooms tend to smell like fake yeah. tan beforehand. Yes, I do agree. That is a good one. I love yeah. that. So no other, you know, left boot before the ride or anything like that. Just the fake tan. Just the that's, that's been the consistent one. <laughs> Ruby, I want to talk to you about the Western Jets and what was your journey there like? Because obviously it's such an elite and well-renowned program now um, in this modern day. Yeah. Um, well, coming into footy, I guess, late, um, it was my, I guess, final year that I could play, um, be eligible to play Western mm -hmm. Jets. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I got um, picked up. Funnily enough, I was doing exchange over that pre-season. So I went to Germany for a couple months oh, wow. um, oh, yeah. pre-season was on. So coming into like a program and like never really playing footy to give, I guess, myself the opportunity, it was very much like 
do you put in work overseas or yeah. do you not? And um, I got very lucky that the family that I stayed with over in Germany were super supportive, like had no idea what AFL was. But <laughs> we're like, yep, we'll take you to the gym, like whatever you need. Like, <laughs> that is so good. You'll be great. But um, yeah, I had, yeah, we played a nine, nine week season. Um, they've, yeah, come into a lot of success, like recently the girls. Um, but yeah, when I was there, we didn't win too many games. But funnily enough, yeah, I played with um, Izzy Grant, um, yep. Izzy Pritchard, used to with Starthus, like yeah we picked up a few western jets girls yeah yep. just like and great girls like um yeah i think coming into kind of footy then to see girls like that who mm. um yeah just dedicated hard workers i think yeah really showed me kind of the way are you looking forward to being able to see yourself you know on an afl evolution game or <laughs> a- <laughs> afl 24 or something like that ruby um I'd like, I mean, that'd be pretty crazy, but um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think my like brothers and dad are probably more excited about it than I am. <laughs> my little brother was playing at Lenny, he was playing it yesterday and the day before, and he started this like season competition. Mode. And I said, Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, Who are you playing as? And he's like, Western Bulldogs. And I'm like, Why are you playing as the Western Bulldogs, man? And he's like, it's like it's the women's, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, okay, and he's and he's like, he's like, they're good. He's like, they're very good, and I'm and I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's good. And he's like, Ali had twenty touches this game. <laughs> he's, he's like, she had twenty touches. You're like, this is cra-. he's like, this is Thanks, crazy. So, so it's great to see um kids getting involved um not only young girls but young boys being involved um in the AFLW too. It's great to see the um support in the community and I guess with um you guys programs and things like that. Um, just getting more experienced and professional um, day by day, it's only going to help that. Oh, absolutely it will. And it's something that we'll, we'll continue to build on. But it's great to hear stories like that from <laughs> Lenny and I get it from my nephew and, and all that too, where he's just like, why are the boys playing at the moment? Isn't it meant to be the girls? So there's some kids that have sort of grown up in an AFLW landscape. But we'll hear more of Ruby um, after the break. We'll take a quick break here on the Kids Edition. Welcome back to the Kids Edition, North Melbourne recruit Ruby Tripodi in studio. And what we want to I want to talk to you about, Ruby, um, on this side and segment, I guess, um, of the Kids Edition is obviously work life balance is a huge part of being able to be a successful athlete. How do you manage, I guess, being I think it's twenty two? 23 you are, being able to study, um, obviously, at uni and things like that and balance being um, an athlete. Yeah. Um, yeah, so studying at the moment, um, just doing that part-time, I think I think that was a big change for me. Even um, playing VFL, I kind of found that, um, yeah, trying to fit work, footy, study, like, it ends up adding up. So, yeah, that was probably a big thing for me in the past um, year or two, like going part-time with uni. Mm-hmm. Um but I think the biggest thing is, like, I've got a great support system, like, at home. Um, I'm still living with mum and dad, so yeah. that definitely helps, um, having meals cooked <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> little things like that. But, um, yeah, I think I've got great friends that are supportive with it as well. So, um, yeah, I really can't um, complain. I think, yeah, it's it's definitely, like, a juggling act at times, but um, I don't think anyone of us would do it if we didn't love it. So. Yeah, so you obviously studying. So what are you studying 
at the moment and obviously doing a bit of casual work too in, in that space as well. So there's a bit on your plate. So study, work, footy, and then trying to have a bit of a social life, spend time with family and friends. But yeah, what are you studying at the moment? Uh, nutrition science. Oh, that'll come in handy. Yeah. I feel like um, in sport, there's so many within the health yep. field. <laughs> so what year are you in in that? Uh, I'm in my third year, okay. but um, with the yeah, part-time, it's um, going to be pushed a little bit. But Extended out a little bit. Well, yeah. hopefully a, a long career in AFLW, so it doesn't matter if you can um, space it out in that space. So for you, what, what team did you support growing up? Is it North or have you got someone else? Growing up a Collingwood supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still quietly follow them, particularly on the side now? I mean, they're playing some really good footy at the moment, the men's team. So... Are you allowed to – do you allow yourself to support your, the men's team in Collingwood? Yeah, I think um, – I guess growing up Collingwood, you probably can't help but <laughs> enjoy watching them, especially yep. at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely found myself really loving North and um, watching them. I've found myself getting really into the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably more than I would have expected um, growing up Collingwood. But, yeah, um, mum was a Carlton supporter, so I've always kind of grown up with yep. – Oh, a bit of rivalry yeah, a bit in the of household. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who were who some of the players that you looked up to, whether it's an AFL or AFLW perspective and, and some people that you try and sort of, you know, make it like your game that you try and take on board? Mm. Um, oh, it's a, yeah, it's a good question. I feel like it's – I find this hard to, like, <laughs> sometimes, like, pick out people um, individually. I think, like, if I look at Collingwood – um, like Scott Pendlebury's just mm. unreal. Um, and I think him having like obviously his basketball background, um, like and having played basketball, I guess mm. you just see how much time he's got and he, yeah, he's like still such a gun. Um, so yeah, definitely someone that I look up to, um, with the women's space. Yeah. Like it's, it's really hard to go past so many, but, um, yeah, I think coming into North, like, like you said, there's like just absolute guns. Um, Funnily enough, like Jasmine Garner um, even like coached us at school footy. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it was a really like funny moment of coming, coming to the club. Yeah. And yeah. being like, oh, <laughs> you, you just coach. coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, oh, that's great. But yeah, it's, they're just all legends and all role models. So um, I think, yeah, the work rate and um, just the talent they've all got is like, yeah. Yeah. Ruby, you mentioned there was a calmness or subtleness about the group and how they seem so composed, I mean, out on the track. Um, and then you were talking about Scott Pendlebury and you see how much time he's got. Is that something that you pride yourself on, being able to have time on your hands and be composed out on the field? I think um, it's something, like, I'm probably still working on, like, coming into footy late. Um, yeah, it's been hard, but, um, yeah, I'd... I mean, I think we all like to think we're composed yeah. out there. <laughs> true, very um, true. And I'm not sure if it's one of, like, my, um, yeah, biggest traits. But, um, yeah, I feel like hopefully that's something I can develop. And I'm in a great environment, I guess, with people that are like that. So hopefully I can sponge off them and take that on. Wonderful. Well, Ruby, it's been great to, to hear from you this season, um, this morning, and we're looking forward to how you go this season. Obviously not too well against the doggies um, for obvious reasons, <laughs> but uh, good luck this year in the AFLW and thanks for coming in and joining us on the Kids Edition this morning. Well, no, thank you guys so much. So grateful to have this opportunity. Wonderful. Well, we're going to take another quick break here 
on the Kids Edition. We'll be right back after this. The Kids Edition. We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. Oh, nice. Yeah. The Kids Edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. Prior to this season, I caught up at the St Kilda Footy Club in Moorabbin with their captain, Jack Steele, and he spoke about all things growing up on, on how, and how we viewed footy. Anyway, I just I basically just didn't think it was possible, didn't see it as, a, as an option. Um, and I always wanted to play at the highest level, play New South Wales and try my absolute best. Um, but it probably wasn't until I did get overlooked and I... It was it was a bit of a thing where I think it was my under eighteen year. I didn't have anyone else to really. So, Jack Steele, St Kilda captain, talking um, all about his junior career and how growing up in Canberra he didn't really ever see footy as an option. And then we spoke about the trust and confidence and faith he has in someone like Lenny Hayes at the footy club. It was it was a bit of a thing where I think it was my under eighteen year. I didn't have anyone else to really tell or speak to this about apart from my manager, my family and, and Lenny. So I, um, yeah, I'd ask him about, you know, what should I do? What do you, what are, what are your thoughts? And he was quite open with it all and, and really helped me, um, with that decision, I suppose. So yeah, he's, he's, he was great then and he's great now. It's good to have him at the club and, um, he's just one of those players that's so heart and soul and it's probably something we've lacked a little bit over the, I suppose my time at the Saints is having those ex-players mm-hmm. um, that have been such a integral part of the club for so many years come back and really um, drive the standards and, and uh, the spirit here at the Saints. And I remember that it was, uh, that was my first year. Jack Steele, St Kilda captain on the trust and faith they have in Lenny Hayes and the returning faces at the St Kilda footy club and how he feels it will pan out. Ali, it was great to hear um from him and but I want to know there's so much sport going on at the moment we've got the footy we've got the US Open in the golf and at the moment on our screens we've got Rory McIlroy who's nine under and Fowler's ten under uh, at the moment in the third round of the US Open it's been great to watch the last few days we've had the World Test Championship the Aussies got the job done last week I was absolutely wrapped they bowled them out in the first two hours that's seven wickets in two hours last (laughs) Sunday or Monday night or something like that it was ridiculous the Ashes starting now England are Looking on a roll with Stuart Broad and uh, Jimmy Anderson and Martis and Steve Smith, maybe not looking so good, but Travis Head and Usman Khawaja certainly in uh, some fine form in the Ashes. But if you want to give us a call about any footy today, we've got two massive games here on SEN, Carlton and Gold Coast and North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. If you're going to any games or you're on your way to footy, driving in the car with mum or dad and you're eating some brekkie or you've got a Macca's, like egg and bacon McMuffin. That's what I'll probably be having this morning. On your way to footy, give us a call on one 736 736 and you can win yourself a signed steel side bottom footy or Dan Butler footy. Ali, I want to ask you, who's been at this point in time your favourite athlete or sports person in the world to watch? Oh, I mean, growing up, Kathy Freeman for me was an absolute icon. Um, I remember watching her at the 2000 Olympics and, and winning the 400 metres and from that point onwards, I actually really wanted to do Little Lass and do run the 400 metres. So that was, I sort of got into that quite a bit. Um, can't run that much 
um, at the moment. <laughs> can't do that that, that specific event quite well um, at the moment. That 400 meter effort, um, not quite as quick as as what she was, but she's incredible. Um, sort of watching and and being able to idolise growing up. I suppose I was a I was a St Kilda supporter, so loved watching the likes of uh, Robert Harvey and Lenny Hayes. Um, as a youngster, I thought they were absolutely incredible. But of recent times, I mean, how can you not love Sam Kerr? Mm. What an incredible athlete she is. And doing it on the world stage as well. I mean, she's, she's you know, taken the world by storm in terms of her actual athletic ability and, and what she can produce on the field, but off the field as well. She just seems like a really great character, um, a great person for the sport and a great person for women's sport in that yep. as well. And yep. I, I, I truly admire the work that she's been able to produce and really looking forward to the Women's World Cup coming to the country very soon. It's it's almost here, Max. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to watching that and, and hopefully watching Sam Kerr and the Aussies go very well um, in that space in, in the coming months. So, yeah, she's, um, she's an incredible athlete that a lot of kids I've no doubt admire at the moment, Max. It's going to be incredible to watch the Aussies in action here at home in Australia for a home FIFA World Cup for the Matildas and Sam Kerr's in some outstanding form coming off uh, her Premier League season. Uh, my favourite athlete at the moment, um, or sports person and cricketer to watch, is Travis Head. The way yep. he goes about it, he doesn't care what bowler it is. He's just going to attack you um, yeah, and make sure he, he bats you and hits you out of the park and hits you out of um, – your team's bowling attack, and that's what he was certainly doing last night with Mo and Ali, um, and making sure he gets comes out of the attack. But unfortunately, tried to take him on a bit, bit too much and got caught uh, out by Ollie Pope. But we'll take a quick break here on the Kids Edition, and we'll be right back after this to preview these Sunday games. The Kids Edition. We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. On SEM, Kids Edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. We've got two huge games here on SEN on AFL Nation today. Carlton and Gold Coast live for a 1.10pm game. Brett Phillips, John Donahoe and Liam Pickering driving you home on that one. AFL Nation, North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs live from Marble Stadium at 4.40pm with Jordan Canellis, Joe Watton and Adam Cooney, the, the Brownlow medalist who is an absolute superstar on field and in the commentary box too. Ali, we'll start with the Gold Coast and Carlton game. Who have you got for that one at the G? Uh, I think Gold Coast. Um, obviously, with the conditions, I'm not too sure what the weather's meant to be like in the for the rest of the day, but if it's, you know, sort of those trying, slippery conditions, I feel like Gold Coast have had, they've played some footy up north in Darwin, so they'd be used to sort of those slippery conditions and, and a bit more difficult, and I just think they're a bit more in form as well um, in comparison. So, uh, yeah, I've got the Suns for this one. Max, who have you got? I'm going to go with the Suns too, purely because Matt Rowell, Nora Anderson, oh. and Jack Lacocious kicked five goals last week, and he's in some some great form too, not to mention guys like Bailey Humphrey and Joel Jeffries um, to add to that. Then North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs, huge game for North if they can get the job done. But for me, it's the Dogs who I think are going to bat them out of the park. Yeah, I'm going to go to the dogs as well, Max, in in this one. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to this game as well. Hopefully the dogs can get up and have a win. Um, obviously, they've been sort of a little bit out of form as well. They've had a, a few losses the last couple of weeks. Uh, 
but yeah, fingers crossed they can find some form today and, and get back on the winner's board. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think the dogs will make finals come end of the year? Well, they're sitting in the top eight at the moment. They get a win and, and they can easily creep their way up to sort of that sixth position, um, pending sort of on percentage and stuff like that. So they're, they're in there and, and they're a, a chance at the moment. Sort of if, if they get that win today, it'll definitely build that confidence. For the back end of the season, Max, I, I do think they're a finals team. So would like to see them make finals. So, you know, it's so tight mm. sort of in that mm. that range there from sort of fourth or, or fifth on the ladder all the way through to sort of 12th and 13th, even with Fremantle on 24 points, just sitting a game outside the eight. Um, and then you've got Sydney in 14th as well for that one. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting run home Um you know, looking towards that top eight, but I, I've got the dogs in it for me. Have you, Max? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Well, they've got the bye next week in round 15 and following that in round 16, they've got Fremantle at Marvel, which you'd expect they should win, hopefully. And then they've got Collingwood in a blockbuster primetime game on a Friday night That'd be great. at Marvel Stadium. Round 18, they have got... Sydney in Sydney. Sydney in Sydney on a Thursday night. Then on a Friday night, at Marvel against the Bombers, followed by a big game for the Dogs against GWS at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. You'd expect them to get the job done. Followed by the Tigers at Marvel, the Hawks in Launceston. Round 23, the Dogs face the Eagles. And then round 24, um, most games at TBC and could still be changed, but at the moment it's looking like they're going to burst the Cats at GMHBS. So you'd expect them to win at least 70 or 80% of those games for the dogs, but you, most of them are looking um, most likely winnable. Yeah, absolutely. And and there'll be some great contests in there, but with some games at Marvel and, and down in Ballarat as well. So yeah, you'd, you'd expect the, the dogs to make finals, but I mean, we're, we're in such a cutthroat competition that anything's possible, Max. So, um, you know, you just got to keep winning to stay in touch. So that's the, the next challenge for the dogs. Would you be looking at, looking forward or hoping that this AFLW season you guys would play a game at Mars Stadium? Oh, look, I, I do think we'll get back down to Mars Stadium. We've played a couple of games there previously. We love it in the in the Ballarat community. It's um, a wonderful yeah, place to go and, and play some footy, Max. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us here on the Kids Edition. We've had a huge show. We've spoken to North Melbourne recruit Ruby Tripodi on her first few weeks at the club, reviewed all the weekend's action and a couple of huge games here on SEN on AFL Nation coming up today. Thanks for joining us on the Kids Edition. My name's Max Becker. We'll see you next weekend.